Welcome. Pull up a seat, slip on your headphones, or just turn up the volume a bit. You found the Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. This is not a show for those who are fine with a small life. No, we go big here. You can transform every aspect of your life if you just know where to start. Now, here is your host, Glenise. Hello and welcome to the Glenise Show with myself, Glenise Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. This week's show is all about when you use the tools against you. And, you know, this is something that I have done many times and something I'm just so aware of with people, especially, of course, in classes or in sessions where uh, they've maybe twisted the tool and now they're using it against themselves. And and the one that I would say that I have probably done the most myself and been aware of other people doing is the light and the heavy. So this is the tool that we talk about. We actually talk about it right in bars, where if it's true for you, it will make you feel lighter. If it's uh, a lie for you, it will make you feel heavier. And that's a really basic way to, descri- um, to describe that because it's actually quite different for each one of us. So for some of us, we're more of what we call a knower. So it's not so much a feeling that you get, it's, it's a knowing that you have. And so it can show up that way. Uh, you know, there's just different ways for every one of us. But it's basically when you use your awareness against you, however you are using your awareness or however you're reading your awareness, I should say. And like, it's this, this energy of, uh, it's almost like, you know, for some people, it's like their body smiles when, when it's a yes, or their body, you know, cringes. Uh, and the, the example that I always use, and I will still use with myself before I ask a question, uh, especially if I know I have a lot of points of views about what I'm asking about, is, you know, and so right now, just, just pay attention to your body. So truth, your body likes to drink poison. Truth, your body likes to drink water. Yeah, so again, that's going to show up different for each one of us, but the poison will always be a no. Just want to put that out there. No matter what, it's always a no to poison. Uh, but it's like this, It's for me, I actually feel a little bit sick when, when I say it. Like it's like my body, it, you know, it's like, ooh, no. <laughs> And then likes to drink water is so much more expansive. And there's like, ah, a spaciousness. And what you want to be aware of is the wording with that. Because you don't want to say my body would like some water. Because your body doesn't necessarily desire water 24-7. So my body likes to drink water is is a much more open way to say that. Because that's going to be true for everybody. Everybody is going to have a desire for a different amount each day. But it will always have a a yes to liking to drink it. Uh, So then using that can assist you to get a clear awareness of whatever it is you're asking about. And... What we often do (laughs) is we go off of our points of views and call that awareness. And so I'll give you an example just this week, actually. Uh, And this is a funny example. And it anyway, uh, so I bought some travel mousse, like hair mousse, about six weeks ago. And it was on a sales rack in the place where I buy my hair products. So it was about $10 less than what it would normally be. And I bought it. And I, when she rent, like, and I had a few other things, when she put it all through, I, I did have the awareness that there was like, it wasn't, it was too much. Like what, you know, it shouldn't have come to that, but it was such a fleeting thought. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I didn't do the math in my head. I just, I just had that really fleeting awareness left, went home, was unpacking things, happened to look at the receipt. And sure enough, they didn't take off the discount. Now, oh, I'm frustrated, you know, hmm, and, I, and I knew that, you know, kind of all that stuff. And, and normally I would just throw the receipt out and be like, okay, it's $10, who the fuck cares? Uh, and it was like, I didn't, I actually just set it on my, um, on my hair, where I keep my hair products and stuff. I just set it there. And I've actually been back to that mall where that hair place is like four times since then. It never once crossed my mind to take it. 
And then hubby and I were going to go get some new suitcases. And I know the store is like two stores down. And as soon as we knew we were going there, I was like, oh, hey, I can take that back. And then I said, you know, this is just all going on in my mind. So truth, if I return the moose today, will it create the future I desire or decay the future I desire? And I actually got that it would decay it. Now, I also knew I was lying to myself because this was uncomfortable to actually return something for $10. No, I wasn't returning it. I just was going to get, uh, you know, my money back. And I was like, I had all of these really interesting points of views about it. Like, it's only $10. What if they, you know, laugh at you? Like, I, I mean, it was ridiculous. And it matched when I asked the question, my awareness, and I'm using air quotes, my, what I called my awareness, matched it. But I'm, you know, I'm kind of on to me. I, I know me well enough to know when I'm lying most of the time. Uh, and it was like, it's, you know, it, yeah, it read as it would decay my future. And I'll tell you what, I knew it was a lie. And so I was like, okay, I can throw it out. And I actually walked over to the garbage to throw the receipt out. I was like, I can just throw it out. It was like, actually, no. Like, what are those points of views that I have about taking it back? And what if instead of just allowing those points of views to, to control me, what if I change them? And it was like, oh, wow, okay. And again, it sounds so funny. I'm just, you know, I'm just going back about a mistake. But it was like, it's been six weeks. I should have been there before. There, I should have said something when I was at the tit, like all of that crazy, which of course isn't even mine. And yet I was playing with it. I was using it as an excuse to distract me. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. So then I just started interesting point of viewing myself, clearing the crazy that came up and then also the willingness to receive it. It's like, yeah, you know what? If I go in and they're like, oh my gosh, you came back for $10? Like, are you, are you broke? Or, you know, like whatever the, that kind of like extreme energy. Uh, and I was just like, barriers down, barriers down, barriers down. And to kind of make it sound like the way I'm talking about it, that I spent three hours on it, I really didn't. Um, it was quite quick. And of course the drive into where the mall is and all of that. Uh, and so then, yeah, so I walked myself back in there and I handed it over and I handed the receipt and I explained what happened. And the girl didn't even really look at me. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh my fucking God, the story that I had with that. And my awareness would have told me it was going to decay the future. And I know I was lying. And so this is the other thing is you want to be honest with you. And I pretty much say that 10 times on every radio show. If, you, if, you're, if you've listened before, you've probably heard me say that before. But this is another great example of the, the, um, the value of being honest with you. Because I'll tell you what, five years ago, I wouldn't have been honest with me. I'd have been like, nope, it's just heavy to return it. And there we go and throw the receipt away. And I mean, does it matter? No, of course it doesn't matter. It's, it's not in the big scheme of things. And... What it gifted me was so much more willingness to receive. Because if I'm doing it there, how many other places am I doing that? How many other ways am I not willing to receive? How many other ways am I jumping into their universe and basically telling them <laughs> that they're going to not, you know, be willing to, you know, say yes to me or whatever it might be like. And I was like, yeah, no. And just so like walking out of there was just so like, oh my gosh, I did it. I did it. And so you really want to look at that. If you're interested in changing this, if this is something you would like different for you, really, really look into that for you. Like go through the motions and maybe you don't return it or maybe you don't actually take the action, but at least look at where you're not willing to receive or the stories that you're telling you about what would happen. <laughs> and you also, you want to recognize when there's stories and you also want to be willing to 
kind of receive what you would define as the worst, which is why I kind of went to the extreme of, you know, they're going to make fun of me and they're going to, you know, be upset with me or like all this crazy stuff that would, you know, would be the worst of the worst in my world for returning. Oh my gosh, you know, $10. Anyway, um, like just the spaciousness of it and getting to getting to that and then clearing that so that no matter what occurs, you actually have choice. And that was where I went in with it. If they would have said, no, I'm sorry, this would have needed to be returned within 30 days or like whatever it was. I, I mean, I was totally willing not to receive it too. Like that, that was also the other energy that I was willing. Um, and I get that's important for, for part of like, well, blah, blah. easy for me to say how, if we have no attachment to it, if we're not going in kind of like, you know, probably if I would went back in that day, I'd have been a little bit more like, do you realize I would have had to drive, you know, 20 minutes back here? And, you know, I would have been like that and kind of been that demand of like, I have to get my money back because I'm right type of energy. And that doesn't always create more. It can if you're doing it from awareness, but it doesn't always create more. So you want to be aware of that too. So I kind of walked in there with, hey, I'm certainly asking to receive it. I am willing to receive it. And I'm also willing to receive a no, I'm willing to receive the judgment for it. And and just that, just that, I mean, there's just so much with that. And so with that tool, what I see people do is exactly that. They ask one question, or they might ask five, but they're they're bouncing it off their points of views, which then their their awareness, air quotes, will always come back to match their point of view. Because guess what? You will never prove yourself wrong. You will always prove yourself right. So if you don't have a point of view about whatever it is you're asking about, that's where this tool can really contribute. So a lot of times before asking a question, I will interesting point of view about whatever it is, or the other thing, and or both or one, is I will say all of the decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, projections, rejections, expectations, separations, refined judgments that I have about this, I destroy and uncreate them all, and then I run the clearing statement, and then I ask the question. And my two questions, truth, if I choose this, will create the future I desire, decay the future I desire. You can also ask, truth, if I choose this, what will my life be like in five years? And if I don't choose this, what will my life be like in five years? It's another way to ask the questions. I've just lately been using the, um, the future one more. It just feels yummier in this for who knows for how long. Uh, but you just want to get rid of those points of views because, you know, and, and you've probably heard people say it or, you know, like there's this, um, you know, a while ago I sent out some, some invites to some things and, and, uh, and this, you know, the, the, the common response back to the people who were saying no was, oh, it's heavy. <laughs> it's like, awareness is good for 10 seconds. So to say, to even to say something is heavy, you've already taken it into conclusion. Now, it doesn't mean that they all should have said yes to what I was inviting them to, because that, that's not what I mean at all. Just want to really look at that. Now, the other thing too, is that we know if we say to somebody in access, it's heavy, that you know, that's basically, you know, they're kind of no. Um, so that could have been the thing too, that they were just, you know, they, they were assuming I could hear that. Um, and what I would recommend to people, which, you know, is probably more true than anything is like, hey, thank you. Well, no, you know what? You don't have to say thank you. There, look at me being the superior bitch. <gasps> say whatever you'd like. And then, hey, that doesn't work for me right now. Because that is actually what's more true than anything else. Because as soon as we go into that's heavy or that's light, like in, in conversation, it becomes a conclusion because heavy and light is good for 10 seconds. So, hey, that doesn't work for me is actually going to be more honoring of you to say it than to say it's heavy. Because a lot of times when we're doing that, there's also an energetic of putting it outside of you as though... The gods have said it is heavy. Like, you know, and again, not everybody who says it's heavy has that, but there's sometimes that energy, depending on what other modalities and stuff have gone, they've taken. So you just want to just look at that for yourself. And please know that just, you know, it things can still be heavy. The way I'm making it sound is like heavy is wrong. That's not it at all. It's just you really want to acknowledge what is the heavy. 
And if you're not sure, you can always ask. So truth, is this heavy from awareness? Truth, is this heavy from points of views? And if it's points of views, cool, clear it. And if it's heavy from awareness, recognize it's heavy in that 10 seconds. Same as if it's light. Just because something's light right now doesn't mean it'll be light tomorrow morning or tomorrow night or in three months or in 45 years. It really is about continuing to ask questions and following the awareness, but not concluding with that awareness, not locking it in and not solidifying it. And that's often what we do when we say to somebody, and might even be that somebody to ourselves, but oh, that's heavy, or oh, that's light, that solidifies it. And so you just want to acknowledge, okay, that's, that's really light in this 10 seconds, cool. Or that's really heavy in this 10 seconds, cool. So no right or wrong, no good or bad, no point of view, just acknowledge what is in that 10 seconds and acknowledge it is for 10 seconds. Now, how the heck do you go on and create your life? In 10 seconds, it's actually way more ease than creating your life from the decision of things that have to last forever. Like it's a totally different space. And notice the words there, guys. Decision, choice. Decision has a solidity to it. When we decide something, it is for way longer than 10 seconds. It is a concrete this is my decision, this is the way it is, and this is the way it has to stay. Whereas, hey, I'm going to choose this. There's, to me, there's just a different energy. I'm going to choose this right now, and then I might choose something in you know, 12 seconds, and I might choose something else uh, tomorrow. And like choosing is more changeable, I guess, if that's the word, uh, than decision. So you want to start changing your vocabulary to choosing. Now, of course, we don't want to walk around like access speak people um, and sound really funny to people. So you might still use the word choice or sorry, decision, but you want to acknowledge in your head when you're using it. It might be all the person in front of you can hear. I've decided blah, blah, blah. Cool. But know in your head, you've actually just chose it and you could choose something different if that's going to create greater. So it really is this different space of living that is actually so much more natural to us, but we've done really good at trying to fit into this reality. And then, you know, you can even look at like the places where you have, uh, you have known that you were lying to you. You have known that you were operating from points of views and you can just clear those. You don't have to be, you know, judge. You don't have to judge you. Well, don't judge you about it. Just recognize it. Cause that's the other thing is once you recognize it, it can change everything because it's like, oh my gosh, and now I know that energy when I said that, oh my gosh, okay, now next time that energy comes up, I'm going to look at it a little bit closer because you, like, like I say, I mean, I'm on to me, you get kind of on to yourself, you kind of like, oh, wait a minute, no, this feels a little bit different than, uh, than when whatever I asked and I really knew that one, this one feels like, like I'm trying to pull the wool over my eyes or something and have fun with it. Like it's not, it's never about getting any of the tools right or wrong. It's really about just being really interesting point of view and having as much fun as you can have while you're creating your life. Like truly, 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 how much fun can you have while creating this magical life? And what else is actually possible for your life and your living that you've never even considered? Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to head to break and we'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. 
Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking all about when you use the tools against you. And the number one we talked about that I see is in uh, segment one about the light and the heavy. Now, the other tool that I, again, have used myself against me and have seen other people use against themselves is being the creator of your life. So I know that to be true. I know I am the creator of my life. And when, and I guess it's not so much a tool, um, and maybe it is, I'm not sure. But anyway, it's like when you, let's say somebody has abused you, and you go into, well, I chose it, and I created it, and, and it's not from the acknowledgement the, of the potency of you as the creator of your life, it's from the, almost the, the more, like you're, you're abusing yourself more with it. You're justifying it. You're making, you're making yourself less. It's like you've become now a judgeable offense because you did that. And it's like, that's not what it is at all to me. When people, you know, abuse you or something like that, like they chose that. Like, yes, you are the creator of your life. Yes, there was choice involved in that too, but not from that place of, and it's your fault and you're bad and you're wrong like really, really, really be present with that stuff, guys, when you're looking at being the creator of your life, because it really is an expansion. It really is like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, I chose that. I chose that, whether it's the good, the bad, or the ugly. Absolutely. I fucking chose that, but not from, I chose it and I'm wrong and I shouldn't have. And what's like, what, why would I choose that? Like, it's not, that's not it. (laughs) That's a totally different energy. There would be no judgment of you whatsoever in it, just an acknowledgement. And what's really cool about when you acknowledgeize, and this is, this is the word we use, acknowledgeize, and it's not in the dictionary. We've made it up, uh, but it matches the energy. It's like when we acknowledgeize that we are the creators of our lives, when we acknowledgeize we create something, it also contributes to us knowing that we have the potency to change it too. Because if we're powerful enough to create crap, we are powerful enough to create awesomeness. And that to me has been the biggest gift of acknowledging the creator that I am of my life. Because I'll tell you what, I mean, I played victim for so long that that was the thing. That's what I did. And of course, who does it belong to? How many people did I, you know, did I mimic in that? But that, that's the energy of like that, that was all I knew. I'm a victim. Everything happens to me. Poor, poor, pitiful me. And <clears throat> it always was so heavy, so heavy. But what I never really knew until access, as I started studying access consciousness, was that that heaviness is a lie. I thought it was heavy because it's crappy that I'm so pitiful and such a victim. <laughs> I can laugh about it now and I'm very grateful for that and it's like that it's like it was heavy because it was a lie we are potent creators we have created everything and 
It doesn't excuse other people's choices. It doesn't justify other people's choices. It doesn't um, give us the right to continue the abuse or to continue the unkindness or the judgment. It's like, no, they chose their bit. And yes, you chose your bit. And now what can you go create? If you're that potent to create that, now what can you go create? (sighs) Yeah. And you do have to be willing to get out of the victim energy to do that, to really choose that, to really acknowledge it, to be it, and then to go create something different. And I mean, I know a lot of people, especially in my classes and stuff, when they talk about, uh, say, childhood abuse and stuff like that, and that's always, it's always a It's always different with each person. There's never a, this is always the way it is. And often, if they're really willing to be honest with themselves, they chose it so that somebody else didn't get it. And to me, you're three years old, you're four years old, you're five, you're 10, you're 15, you're whatever. If you're actually choosing that so someone else doesn't get hurt, because in a lot of times, people, they know they can handle it, and they know the other person or people couldn't. And it's like, and they want to call themselves less than? They want to they pretend that they are, that they are um, a victim? If you're that potent, young, <laughs> I mean, to me, that, that is the most potent, 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 magnificent being and I don't mean we should start taking on other people's abuse. I don't mean that. But if you just just be with me for a moment here in terms of like, they're that young and they're, they're aware of what's going on and they're aware of what they can do to create greater in, you know, for themselves, for others, for whatever. And I mean, Dane talks about his. He was actually aware, not, um, you know, it took a while to get there. But with all the processing and working with Gary, he got to how he chose it from, um, I believe it was a priest or something like that. He chose that. And what that did for that guy is it got him in to rehab. It got him, so he went and sought help for what he was doing. And like, yeah, what would it take for us to live on a planet where this wasn't even something we had to discuss, where this wasn't even a a thing. And right now (laughs) it is, and what's it going to take to change it? And Look at the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. We're not a victim and we're not pathetic. Pathetic beings cannot make those choices and and choose greater like like that to me that's just so that's just so huge. And yeah, and I'm making it significant. And let's not make it significant, but there's so much to that. So when we use that against us and we say, "Oh yeah, well I was a creator and you know, it was I just I was just stupid or like, no, stop using that against you and acknowledge the potency and the power of you. And it doesn't mean you had to choose abuse to be a potent creator. You, whatever you have chose, whether you chose it as a child or as an adult, acknowledge you chose that. You created that and other people created their part in it. And now what can you choose? Now what can you choose? What would light you up? What would you like it to be like? And I mean, there's been many people on the planet who've had, you know, have chose abuse as children and then went on to, uh, to contribute to other people who've chose abuse. Like, if we don't judge what we've chose, we don't separate from it. We don't make it less than. We don't make ourselves less than. Then we can actually receive from it all. There's contribution in every choice we've made, even the most ridiculous choices that we've made, even the ones that you're just like, you would not want anybody on the planet to know you did that. If you didn't judge it, you could receive from it, which would then contribute to you creating the magical life you desire. 
Yeah. So you can, you know, just think about it and keep doing interesting point of view. I have that point of view over and over until there's no charge on it whatsoever. And you might need to do it 10 times. You might need to do it 100 times. I mean, it depends. You, If you chose this, you know, say something like that 20 years ago, you've probably done a lot of judgment of it since. So you might need to do it a few times. You might need to talk to somebody about it. And you just want to choose somebody who would have no judgment about it and be willing to be interesting point of view with you about it just to kind of get it out there. And then it can be just distorted and uncreated or again, interesting point of viewed, whatever. But just acknowledge the potency of you in that creation and that you chose it. Like, cool, you chose that. Cool. Okay, now what? Now what would you like to create? Now what's possible? Just by acknowledging you're the creator, now what's possible? That's never been possible before. And I keep saying that, you know, and well, not keep, I have been saying that forever, you know, that's never been possible before. I love that energy. I love that energy because what else is actually possible that has never been possible before? Like, oh my gosh, that opens a billion doors. That opens... A well, I don't know if doors is the right word, but there's so many, many, many possibilities from that space. Okay, so that is that tool. Now the other tool that I see people use against themselves and again have done myself is the who does it belong to tool. So this is the one where we have something going on. Let's say we've got a pain in our body or something and we go, okay, so who does this belong to? And you get a lightness, so that means it's not yours, and you return to sender with consciousness attached. And then you keep playing with the thing. <laughs> and so this, this is the thing, is that people will kind of give it lip service, but they won't really let it go. So if you have been using who does it belong to return to sender with consciousness on, on something, um, and it's not changing. I mean, it's not the only thing. There's other things too. Uh, it could be that you need to clear the points of views that you, it is yours. You know, so you can say everywhere I've bought and sold that this is mine. I destroy and uncreate it all. Uh, you could also be, you know, it could be that your body requires the body process that goes with that, um, which is the biomimetic, uh, BMM it's called, biomimetic mimicry. So that, if you haven't taken a foundation class, get your butt to foundation which I have so many of them coming up. Oh my gosh, I am so grateful. I've got them coming up in Alaska. I've got one in back here at our swimming pool in August. And then in Switzerland in September, Lloydminster and Las Vegas in October. And at the very end of October and into November in New York City. And then Toronto uh, in May of 2020. And of course, there will be more added. Uh, working on New Zealand right now. So how does that get any better for November? So there's so many. So come, get your butt to foundation. Uh, but there is a body process in foundation. And you can, of course, if somebody is a body process facilitator, they can do just the process on you too. Uh, but that could be what's required. And it could be that there is some form of entertainment for you by playing with whatever it is. So, you know, they, we know the tool, who does it belong to return to sender with consciousness. And if it doesn't go away, check in. Are you, are you like, what's the value? What's the value of hanging on to it? There might be something there. The other thing is, if it's something, let's say you wake up in the morning with a headache. You don't normally have headaches. You wake up in the morning with a headache. You've had it for three minutes. Okay, who does it belong to? Oh, not mine. Okay, return to sender with consciousness. Done. If you have constant migraines that you have had for 40 years, it is possible that there's going to be other action required. You can still have the awareness that they're not yours because they're not. They never would be. But you have played with them for 40 years as though you're, they're yours. There may be more required. And so this is the other way. We use the who does it belong to, but then we don't take the action to change whatever it is we've solidified. 
And that is a huge piece if that's required. Now, there's going to be some, even if it's been 40 years, there may not be an action piece required. And for a lot of stuff, there really is. So looking at whatever it is that isn't yours, you know it isn't yours. Okay, cool. Return to center with consciousness. All right, what's required to change it? And if it's a body thing, okay, body, what's required? Like, you know, so I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a lot of, uh, a lot of past expenditures, a lot of debt. And you go, hey, so truth, is that mine? Huh, no, okay. I, you know, you could try it, but I'm not sure phoning up your, your credit card companies and telling them, hey, this isn't mine, you need to put it to zero would work so well. <laughs> if it does, please let me know. Uh, and you are going to have to take action with that. So, okay, you know what? Yeah, that, that, that past, that stuff's not mine. Return to sender with consciousness. And here's the, let's say your $10,000 in with past expenditures. What's it going to take to change this 10,000? There's going to be action, whether you, uh, you know, you start uh, putting $1,000 a month on it, or you um, take it to uh, somewhere that you can get a lower interest rate and pay it off that way and cut up your credit cards. Like there's, there's possibly action required. So please be aware of that with this tool. Because this tool is fucking brilliant. If you're truly willing to acknowledge it isn't yours, acknowledge that an infinite being wouldn't choose whatever it is you're choosing, and then look at what you have been choosing with buying the lie that it is yours, and what actions required to change it, if any. And if there is, take the action and stop the judgment of you with regards to it. Because every time you judge you with regards to it, you solidify it more. So sticking with the debt thing, if you start paying it off, you cut up your credit cards, you start paying it off. And then you, every time you go to your bank account, you start judging that you shouldn't have had it in the first place. It's not yours anyway. Gee whiz. (laughs) Stop. And go into what you would like. And this is where I use the energy, space, and consciousness questions. So whenever I'm in something and I'm aware that, like, thinking about it, talking about it, that's not creating what I'd actually like, then I turn it into an energy, space, and consciousness question of what I would like. So what energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be to have total peace with money for all eternity? Anything that doesn't allow that and run the clearing statement. Like, change it into what you'd like in that 10 seconds. So that you are getting into the habit of training yourself to constantly be asking for what you would like instead of constantly asking for less uh, or more of what you don't desire. Because every thought, every word, every energy is an ask of the universe. So what are you asking for all the time? Not what are you asking for for 10 minutes in the morning when you're doing your questions, but what are you asking for all the time? Yeah. And to me, this tool really is an acknowledgement of you being the infinite being you truly be. Because really, I mean, one of the questions from the, the, the 10 keys to freedom, the very first one is, would an infinite being truly choose this? And if you get a no, which would be for most things that you aren't enjoying then it's not yours. But you're playing with it as though it's yours. So there's some sort of a lie that you've attached, some sort of story you've attached. You're maybe trying to fit in. It's maybe been issued to you. So whenever you say, oh, I've got money issues, it's been issued to you. So maybe you were really generous with your money as a kid and your parents would say to each other, oh my gosh, they are you know, never going to have money when they're older. And they're saying it, you know, they're, and you might have said that about other people, but it becomes an issuing to you to fulfill. So you want to clear everywhere. You've been issued with stuff also. But just looking at that and going, okay, if, a tr- if an infinite being wouldn't truly choose this, what am I choosing this for? What is the value? And again, I said earlier, it could be entertainment. I mean, we can entertain ourselves really, really well with stuff like this. And by entertaining, I mean distracting. We distract ourselves. It's like if we've got something going on in our body, we're probably not creating everything on the planet we could. So it slows us down. We've got something going on in our bank account, our relationships. All of that becomes 
a distraction. So really, if an infinite being wouldn't choose it, why the fuck are we? (laughs) All right, on that note, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we're talking all about when you use the tools against you. Uh, And so another one that I see people use and maybe have used once or twice myself is the energy pull. And it's like we do the energy pull and don't get me wrong, the energy pull is super, super, super potent and magical and creates so much. I use them every day, all day. I even sleep with them on. Like, believe me, they work magic. And let's add some action to them, shall we? (laughs) So energy pull, and then what's the action required? So let's say you're doing an energy pull to have more people show up in your classes. That's awesome. But if it's only the energy pull, it is possibly not going to create what you would like because really I mean when I do my energy pulls I'm pulling in every person place thing event experience energy and anything I haven't even considered to contribute to whatever it is that I'm doing it for so I'm not pulling in just people for the class I'm pulling in everything that can contribute which might be my cell phone to make a phone call to invite somebody it might be my computer to send a Facebook message to ask if you know, a friend in that area could invite some people or like there's billions of things. It might mean putting on a, a, you know, a webinar. It might be putting on a paid class. There's so many different things that are required. So an energy pull isn't just (laughs) pulling it in and having it all just show up at your doorstep and cool if it is, don't, uh, don't limit that uh, and recognize again, we go back to action, 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 action. And not that we're about doing. It's not that we have to just do, 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 do. We're not do-do heads. It is really about action, inspired. I call it inspired action. When it's just like, I just know. I just know I have to do something. And, and I might know it from the questions I'm asking. I might be, asked, you know, like cold energy about the class. And then I'm like, hey class, what would you like? How can I talk to you today to, to create more right away? dance of possibilities and one of the things you want to look at is if you don't desire to take the action that you know is required uh, what is that that's where you might want to use uh, you know some more tools like interesting point of view I have that point of view or who am I being here or who does that belong to 
Because I use phone calls as an example, because I would say that's the one thing I had the most resistance of for so long. And I would hear Gary say it in every class, phone people, phone people, phone people. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't like when people phone me. Why do I need to be phoning people? But you know what? This is going to be shocking to you, but not everybody's like me. (laughs) There are people like me. There are people who would rather not be telephoned. Absolutely. And there are people who would love to be telephoned. And it's such a different space. It's really an awareness of, okay, if you're looking at a list of 10 names, how would they like to be contacted? How would they like to be reached out? What does that be like? What is that for you? How, how is that? Like, what's going to create greater? And the other thing with making phone calls, and this was such a relief for me when I heard Gary talk about it, and Gary is Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, is it was never about phoning and saying, hi, I'm Glenice. would you come to my class next week? That's not phoning people. I mean, yes, you can say that, but that's not the phoning that he's talking about. He's talking about actually phoning and engaging with people, saying, hey, how are you? How's things been? How's that going for you? I remember last time we talked, you were, you were starting a new job. Are you enjoying it? Nothing about your classes, nothing about what's going on, nothing about you whatsoever. It's about being interested and not interesting. So it's actually an engaging. It's actually the true caring that we be. It's a totally different energy than a sales call. Uh, and so that was, that was a lot of freedom for me also. So like, look at all those actions that you're aware of. And you know what? Let me change that. You might not be aware of the actions. <laughs> You might be like, I've pulled energy for this class and I actually have no clue what to do. Then what I recommend in those situations is make a list of 10 things, like 10 logical things. What are 10 logical ways you could get people to come to your class? And then any of them that you have resistance, make sure that you use interesting point of view or the clearing statement or whatever tool to clear so you have no point of view about it. And then ask, okay, so, and go through each one. So truth, if I do A, will it create the future? If I do A right now, will it create the future I desire or decay the future I desire? So again, we want to ask right now, because if you remember from segment one, awareness is good for 10 seconds. And it might not going to create greater to make that phone call right now or to do whatever it is. So you just want to ask each one and then take action on the one. So it's not that you actually have to be aware of all of the steps, you can use logic. And then from the logic, take it into awareness, ask questions around it. So that, because for some people going, I don't have any awareness of what to do. Like, okay, one, that's a lie. And two, then bypass it. <laughs> use the logic, use that, that's fine. Do whatever it takes to get you kind of out of, out of the head tripping, we call it, where you're just going around and around in your head of this and this and this and I'm wrong here and this and I don't know and I never know and blah, 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 blah. So no, stop it. <laughs> and use the logic to your advantage. Write it out, clear it, ask questions and follow that. And just by, just by doing that, it will start opening more doors and more doors and more doors. And the other thing I want to say about classes, just because any of you that might have put on a class and didn't have anybody come, you want to make sure that you don't talk about or even conclude that the class didn't go. Because that class, if you don't conclude, if you don't separate from it, then what? How much can it contribute to your next class and the next class and the next class? Because, I mean, I, there's all sorts of stats out there, but a lot of people need to see something like six or seven or ten times before they'll actually take action on it. So you are very likely creating for the future with those classes. And don't have a point of view about it. You didn't fail. You didn't do it wrong. You, yes, you chose it, as we talked about earlier. Yes, you chose it. And if you don't conclude that you were wrong in choosing it, if you followed your awareness and all the steps and it was, it was really expansive to choose it, know how much it created and allow that energy to contribute to all of the rest of your creations instead of using it as yet another excuse to judge you. <laughs> yes, I am on to you. <laughs> okay, so a couple of other um, tools that I see, and I would say these ones I see people more use 
I mean, of course it's against themselves, but they use externally. So you might have the information about the tool interesting point of view. And let's say your spouse comes home from work and they're talking about how bad the recession is. And you go to them, well, that's just an interesting point of view, isn't it? (laughs) Please don't do that. (laughs) Or you can do it, but man, be aware of what that's creating. To me, the interesting point of view tool is just for you, just for fun. Use it in your head. This is not something to say outside, like to people who, even if they know the tools from Access Consciousness, if you're using it like that, you're just being a cunt. So, and, and if you're using it like that to you, you're still being a cunt. Like, that is where you really want to be aware of. That interesting point of view tool is, is magic when you use it from the space and the kindness that it's designed to be used from. But if you're using it to cut people's heads off or to judge people or to judge you, that's not, that's not the energy of interesting point of view at all. And in case you're not familiar with the interesting point of view tool, it's the one I talk about probably the most because uh, it works so well, it's so quick. And it's basically anything that you, this just isn't working for you. Like let's say you got up and you had a headache and you use some of the other tools and it hasn't shifted it. You can just run, okay, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. (sighs) Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. Interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And usually four to eight times is enough to change it. And basically what you're doing is you're acknowledging that it's just an interesting point of view. It's not real. The headache isn't real. It's just an interesting point of view. And then when you acknowledge it's just an interesting point of view, it takes the judgment off of it. And I find, especially with body stuff, if we take the judgment off of it, it changes entirely. So doing that with body stuff, it's, it's, yeah, it's magic. And anything, if you're looking at your bank account or you've got a big bill coming in or you're stressing about, uh, you know, your kids on social media, any of that, interesting point of view, I have that point of view over and over and it won't erase your awareness. So if you've got, you know, stress about your kids on social media, doing the, using that tool will take you out of the, the stress and into the awareness of, okay, what, what would actually create greater? Oh, actually not giving, you know, letting them have an Instagram account or, or letting them have one or whatever, but you'd actually have awareness. But if you're, if you've got points of views about it, it's going to limit your awareness. So interesting point of view, I have that point of view over and over and over and over and then some more. But again, for me, and there's going to be people who disagree with me, please do what works for you. Uh, In my, for me, I just use it in my head. I don't ever say it to somebody as a statement. Uh, I might in a class, you know, just say, you know, so truth is that an interesting point of view or awareness or something that's different. But from that place of like, that's an interesting point of view. It's just really unkind. And you're just using the tool to judge that person. Or if that person is you, you're using it to judge you. Uh, And then the other one that I, it always depends on the energy it's delivered. And more often than not, I see it delivered not from the kindness that's possible. So one of the things that, you know, with Access Consciousness, we empower people to know that they know. So it's not about me as a facilitator having an answer. It's me empowering you to to know that you know. So if you said to me, hey, Glenys, how can I change my money situation? I might say to you, hmm, I wonder. What do you know about that? Which opens up a space that you actually know, and and then you can actually access what you know based on kind of that, that spaciousness. But what I often see people do is, well, what do you know? Like it's, it's a different energy and it's, it's almost like a, like they maybe don't want to have the conversation with the person or they don't want to allow the person to, or they don't want maybe the person to ask any more questions or something. So it's like, well, what do you know? It's, it, it's a stop. It's not an invitation. And I see it probably more, I would say, on Facebook than anywhere else. And we also want to be aware of somebody saying like, hey, how do you use that tool 
uh, say, interesting point of view. And people go, well, what do you know? It's like, no, they're really wondering how to use the tool. Yeah. So just, you know, just that, that one, that one, there's, there's just stuff for me there. And I will interesting point of view my, myself about it. And I'm also aware that it can be, uh, there's lots of people who deliver it with kindness or not, not, not lots of people, lots of times it's delivered with kindness and there is a spaciousness. Just want to be aware. And all of the tools, in fact, it's not even just this tool, every tool and everything that you're doing. What's the energy there? What's the energy behind it? Is there the kindness? Is there the caring? Which is natural for you. You know, you might be on Facebook and you might be annoyed that people are asking such silly questions because everybody knows how to say interesting point of view, don't they? And, you know, you're in that space and then you deliver that, well, what do you know? Like, like yeah. And what else is possible? What else is possible? And is there another way to, to form it? It's like, oh, what a great question. I wonder what I wonder what you know about that. I wonder what capacities you have with that that you could share with us. Like, is there another way? Um, so that was just another one. All right. And then the demand tool. We talk a lot in Access about demanding. And it is the demanding of you and requesting of the universe. It is not demanding of your bank account. It is not demanding of the universe. It is not demanding of anything except you. Because those things, your bank account, the universe, everything is actually showing up the way you are demanding it already. So it's you changing how you be with that demand. Because you can't demand the universe to do anything. The universe will do based on what your or the, no, do, that's not really the, the universe will contribute in the way that you are asking it to contribute, but that ask is all day, every day, all long, all day long, every day, oh, wow, um, so it's like looking at what are you truly asking for, so demanding the universe to bring you more money is going to result in less money, why? Because you're not actually asking for more money. You're not actually willing to demand of you, which then means you do whatever it takes to actualize it. Yeah, that's the demand of you, whatever it takes. It might be standing on the street corner in a short dress. <laughs> it might be asking somebody you don't want to ask for a loan. It, like, there's a billion things and you're using your awareness. I'm just kind of using extreme examples to, to get you to have the sense of if you're demanding of you, you're doing whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And this is kind of a funny example, but I, my body does not love anything except this one specific organic brand of coffee. And we're going, uh, well, we're actually away. By the time you listen to this, I'm actually away. And we'll be away for three weeks. And to be away for three weeks without that special coffee, it just, my body doesn't love that. And so I can look at that and I could demand of my body to suck it up and, you know, receive the coffee I give it. That's not going to create more. Instead, I asked her, hey, body, what's it going to take? I didn't necessarily love that she said to stop coffee for the trip. Uh, and you know what? Okay. So I did. I quit coffee actually a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and it is like, yeah. So the willingness to do at, to do whatever it takes. So that's what she asked. It's her that gets the coffee. So why would I decide that she should have something different than what she's asking for? So when you look at being the demand of you and doing whatever it takes, it does probably also require clearing points of views. I had to clear some. I've quit coffee before. Um, I used to actually really struggle with it. Like I, <laughs> I'd wake up in the morning and be like, what is the point of getting out of bed? I can't have coffee. It was very extreme. I don't have that anymore. And I do love coffee. I really do love coffee. So I will have probably like a cup a week. It's also very addictive for me. So if I had like, you know, two, two or three cups in a couple of days, I would probably get, you know, withdrawal if I stopped. So, you know, maybe a cup a week, just because it's so darn delicious. But, you know, it's that it's like, are you willing to demand of you and do whatever it takes and commune with everything that's involved in what you're asking for? Yeah, because how much more is possible 
if you do it from that energy instead of like that superior bitch of this is the way it is and this is the way I want my life to be and I'm forcing it and I'm pushing it and I mean nothing ever works that way anyway like how many more possibilities are there and what else could you actually create from that energy from that spaciousness yeah yeah just get the energy of that like what oh again what else is actually possible beyond what we've never ever ever considered yeah all right guys thank you so much for listening in again i'm so grateful for you and i look forward to chatting with you next week thank you for making the glennie show part of your life Listen again next week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and continue changing your life.